welcome to the podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Leg of the Ozarks Podcast, Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. You can go download any of these free apps, any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, Spotify. Every single one of them are free. And in doing so, you would be joining the thousands upon thousands listening every single week from all over this blue marble planet. Let's check out our analytics today. Of course, we've got the big USA at the top of the list. Nigeria is bringing up number two, United Kingdom, Australia. We got Latvia, Canada, Indonesia, the Philippines, Ghana, Netherlands, Norway, South Africa, and always these parts that are unknown. So thank you so much for helping to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ worldwide. I'm telling you, it's just growing and growing. I am so thankful, so thankful for you helping us do that. Never could I have imagined that God could take this little podcast coming out of our small studio in this town of 900 people and somehow put it in front of people worldwide to tune in. What an amazing God. I appreciate technology and what it is that God created it to do, and I think we need to start uh, taking better advantage of that. Uh, If you remember, we started a new series titled Hearing. This is all about how to hear from God, and I Hope that you would recognize today the importance of that, being able to hear from God. So we started by saying that we are sheep. That's what we talked about last week. And the purpose of looking into that was to know that Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. So we are sheep and he is the good shepherd. So we have to know as he is our shepherd, then he speaks to us in this particular area as he is called a sheep then he's looking to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to warn us, to keep us from dangers, as any good shepherd would. And so, uh, you know, we need to hear his voice, know his voice, and follow him. So the point was to know that he does speak to us, even though many today do not think that he does, or there's many that believe that since the Bible was written, then no, he no longer needs to speak to us because we have a Bible. Well, he does speak to us through the scriptures. There's no doubt about that. But just quickly, here's a good example. Uh, How about marriage, okay? Uh, The Bible talks a lot about marriage. So yes, God is speaking to us about marriage through the scriptures, but to know who to marry or when to get married, well, you won't find that in these scriptures specifically. So we're going to have to hear outside of the general will of God, which is Bible, and into the specific will of God, which would come by God speaking to you specifically about a certain topic with details. So I hope that helps explain a few things. So today, hearing, well, how about this? So we we said that we are sheep. Well, how about this one? We are friends. Friends. We are sheep and we are friends. Let's talk about friends. So for example, here you are in the hospital and we are friends and so you ask me to come by and visit you. So I stop by the desk and I decide, you know, I'm going to drop off my book, Seven Days with a Witch. Maybe a copy of the 101 Healing Scriptures for you there to read. And so I ask them, hey, can you just take this to their room 
Will you deliver these, uh, you know, to, to them whenever you, whenever you can find the time? But I never come in to talk to you or see you, and yet we've been friends for 20 years, but I just drop some stuff off. Or I show up every day to see how you're doing. I text you a few times throughout the day to see how it's going. In the evening, I sneak you in some good food, some of your favorite snacks. Which friend would you rather me be? I'm guessing you want the second one, right? Well, that's the type of friend that God wants to be with you. The one who sits and talks with you, checks up on you daily. He doesn't want to just drop off some stuff in a book for you to read. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm not minimizing the word of God in any way. But what I'm saying is that's just not the extent of God's relationship with you. He wants to sit and talk with you and really, especially if you are sick or injured in some way, he wants to be that type of friend. John 15, 15, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. I have made known. In the Greek, that means I have spoken or all those things I've told you. For the things that I heard from my father, I have told you. I've spoken to you. That's what it means in the Greek. Why does he speak to us? Well, guys, for a lot of reasons, but don't forget this one, because we're friends. So number one, God does not speak to robots. So maybe you never thought about this, but we communicate two ways. We communicate mechanically and personally. So when we communicate to a machine, we communicate mechanically, but when we communicate to a person, we communicate personally. Well, you're thinking, well, I don't communicate with machines. Really? Well, for instance, if you want your car to go, you communicate for it to go by pressing the gas pedal. If you want it to stop, you communicate that by pressing the brake pedal. If you want words to appear on your computer screen, you communicate that by pressing the letter that you want to appear. You do that. You command it to print. So we communicate in two ways, mechanically and personally. God does not want to communicate mechanically with you. He wants to communicate personally. He wants to talk to you, not just push your buttons and make you do things. Now, I know some, and well, maybe it's me. Uh, no, let's blame, let's blame Michelle for this one. She communicates with vehicles. As we're on the interstate, she'll talk to him. What are you doing? Get out of my lane. Listen, the right is for driving, the left is for passing. She communicates with vehicles. God is not trying to communicate mechanically. He's not wanting to simply input data into your life and get a desired result. God wants to be your friend. You ever thought about this? What is the main reason we want to hear God? I dare to say it's probably direction. But I believe that, yes, God can and does give direction, but I don't think that's the main reason he wants to talk to us or hear from us. He wants to communicate with us because he loves us, and he just wants that relationship. That's it. He wants to be your friend. People, we just don't see God this way. We know he's the almighty God, all-powerful God, omnipresent, omnipotent. I mean, we just... We're so out of touch with a personal God because we've made him this deity instead of a father or a friend. Any real father would be a friend. He wants to give direction, but that's not the main reason he wants to talk, and it's not the main reason he wants you to talk. He wants to communicate because he loves you. He wants to be your friend. Come on, think about this. Just how ridiculous, amazing That is that the God of the universe is wanting to be your 
friend. Genesis 18, we're talking about God still speaking to humans, to people, and we see this all throughout the Bible. So look at Abraham. Genesis 18, and it starts by God speaking to some others as well as Abraham. And others are hearing God speak. And it says this. This is Genesis 18, uh, 18 and 19. Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have known him. That, that word means I've talked with him in order that he may command his children and his household after him that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. We read on, and the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grave, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me. And if not, I will know. Then the men turned away from there and they went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood still before the Lord. And Abraham came near and said, would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? So if you really want to know how to hear God, there are two things. Number one, stop what you're doing and draw near. These other men, they walked away. They're like, well, okay. But Abraham stopped what he was doing and he drew near to God. So as we go on in verse 24, suppose there were 50 righteous within the city. I mean, now imagine you're talking to the God of the universe. You've just heard him. Others heard him. They took off and Abraham's like, well, hold up now. Wait a minute. Now, what would make a man do this? He feels as though he can talk to God this way. Now, Lord, just, uh, you know, suppose there were 50 righteous within the city. Would you destroy the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that were in it? I mean, hey, far be it from you to do such a thing as this, to slay the righteous with the wicked so that the righteous should be as the wicked. I mean, Lord, hey, far be it from you. Who talks to God this way? Far be it from you. Shall not the judge of the earth do right? So the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, I'd spare the place for their sake. Well, then Abraham answered, he said, oh, okay, indeed, now I, who am, I'm just dust and ashes here, right? I mean, I've taken it upon myself to already open my mouth and speak to the Lord. So suppose there was five less than, than 50. Would you, would you destroy it, all of the city for the lack of five? He said, if I, listen, if there's 45, I'm not gonna destroy it. He spoke again. He said, okay, suppose that there was just, uh, how about 40 found there? And he said, I'm not going to do it for 40's sake. He said, Lord, okay, listen, Lord, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak. Suppose 30 should be found there. So now I've taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose 20. So he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 20. Then he said, Lord, listen, don't, don't get mad. I'm going to speak just one more time, okay? What if there's just 10 here? I will not destroy it for the sake of 10. So the Lord went his way, and as soon as he had finished speaking with Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. Here's what I think the Lord did. I think he turned around and walked over to, let's say, Michael and Gabriel, and he says, I really like this guy. Did you hear him say, oh, far be it from you to do that? <laughs> right? I mean, come on, listen. He, he knew he was going to go to 10, but he started at 50. How funny. Oh, I'm just dust and ashes. <laughs> I like this guy. I think he and I are going to become some good friends. And I think God liked this. They're just having a conversation like friends would. He wasn't like, oh, God. You know, he's just like, hey, well, suppose, you know. And God's like, look, I'm not. They were just having a conversation. Number one, God does not speak to robots. Number two, 
God does speak to people. Oh, he does. He speaks to people. We just read this, but there are so many more. Abraham, uh, Isaac, he spoke to Jacob. He spoke to Adam and Eve. Uh, he spoke to Moses and David, Solomon, Amos, Zechariah. I mean, all the disciples, Paul, Luke, Cornelius, who was an unbeliever. Why would we think the indwelling Holy Spirit would speak less to people now than he did in the Bible? Why would God send his spirit to dwell within us and yet make him mute? No, you can't talk to him because I wrote a book, so don't speak anymore. People are acting like Holy Spirit has a gag over his mouth. Oh, I so want to tell him, but I can't. No, no, that's the opposite of what Jesus said that Holy Spirit would do. John 16 and verse 12. This is Jesus speaking. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he's not gonna speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will speak to you. I think that's the biggest problem we have about being able to hear from God is we have this idea, and I'm not sure why, but we have this idea that, well, God spoke differently to those people that back then in the Bible. Why? Why do you think that? So maybe it was audible at times, probably so at times, but Elijah said it was that still small voice. We think, and, and maybe it's because Hollywood and all this, that's, it's got to be this big booming voice with great claps of thunder and a big dark cloud swirling in this big booming deep voice of James Earl Jones. Luke, I am your father. Right? I mean, well, sure, I think at times it was that, but not always, and not even most of the time from what I see in my Bible. But what about him speaking to our hearts? Remembering, you're a spirit man, right? A spirit man that has the ability to hear from God spiritually and not just through the natural ear, which, by the way, filters the things that it wants to filter. That's the problem. That's the problem with always wanting a word from somebody else's. For one, it's got to come through their mouth filter, and then it's got to come through your ear filter, and they might say a few things that weren't there, and you might hear, which I know this to be the truth, you're going to hear some things that weren't said. Right? You Think about it. What about him speaking to our hearts? You are a spirit man. You have the ability to hear spiritually, not just through the ear. Hebrews 11 is that hall of faith it's called filled with all those who did things by faith and through faith and in faith. But what's so amazing is why did they have faith? You know, why, did, why, did, why did they have to do it by faith? Moses was talking to a bush that was on fire and said, what's your name? Abraham said, uh, let me know this is you. Gideon says, show me a sign that it's you that speaks to me. If it was this big booming voice from above, I don't think they would have had to have asked the question or make these requests for God to show who he was. They would have known who he was. Hebrews 11 says, by faith. If God came to them in some undeniable way, speaking right to their faces in some great show, booming voice, wind, cloud, lightning, they wouldn't have had to, had to do anything by faith. It would have said they did it by fear. Why faith? They had to believe it was God speaking to them. I'm pretty sure many in the Bible heard God the same way that you and I hear him today in their hearts. This is why they had to move by faith. He speaks. God doesn't speak to robots, but he does speak to people. Number three, God speaks to 
friends. Exodus 33 and verse 11, so the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. James 2 verse 23, and the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. Come on, I want to believe that God is my friend and so do you. And really, I know I'm talking about hearing God's voice, but I wanted to be sure to emphasize the why do we hear God's voice because we're friends and friends communicate for relationship. He created people with the ability to hear and to speak. He created mankind in the beginning before the fall to walk and talk with him in the cool of the day. That's what God was doing in the very beginning. And listen, that was his plan. He, he wants it to be like that for all of eternity, to have relationship, to walk and talk with mankind, and for man to hear and for man to understand and have that ability to understand every word that he said and for man to be able to speak to him as well. That was the original plan before sin came in. He wants to restore that type of a relationship through sending of his son, Jesus, who did what? He said he tore that veil in two. Why? So we could regain our access back into the presence of our father to once again open up the lines of communication with him. He calls us friends, even when we're bad at it. It's talking about Jesus, Zechariah 13, 6. And one will say to him, what are these wounds between your arms? And he will answer, those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Matthew 26, 48 through 50. Now his betrayer had given them a sign saying, whomever I kiss, he is the one, seize him. Immediately he went up to Jesus and he said, greetings, rabbi, and kissed him. But Jesus said to him, friend, why have you come? Then they came and they laid hands on Jesus and they took him. I mean, guys, this just really blows me away knowing that he was knowing that he was doing this to him, he still called him friend. John 15, three, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. If you ever had any doubts, come on. What an amazing friend we have in Jesus. Let me tell you this. Haven't gone through really what was the darkest time of my soul a couple years ago. Such a dark place for a lot of reasons that don't matter. But I'm talking about thoughts of suicide, loss of loved ones. My mother died. My father died. My uncle, who was a father to me, died. My sweet aunt died. A daughter that wants nothing to do with me. Attacks coming at the ministry and me personally. The lies being told and believed by those who I loved and took care of, ministered to, walked with, helped, turning their backs on me like I was just some piece of trash just to toss to the side. And, and out of all the things that God has ever done, and he has, he has done so, so much for me, no doubt. But it wasn't the things he had done, but rather it was the things that he spoke to me. That's what made all the difference in that time. That's what made me get out of bed every day. That's what kept me going and alive in the darkest times. It wasn't the things that he had done. It's the things that he had said. That changed my life. Listen, I knew God was good, but I didn't really know just how good God was. You want to talk about a best friend. Wow. If you would allow him to in your darkest times, to not just be almighty God who please do something, but a real friend that you can wake up to and talk to, go to bed talking to him, that he's really concerned with your issue and what's going on, it makes all the difference. 
It makes all the difference. Change my life. It'll change yours too. Oh, the things he has done. Well, much of that could fall to the wayside. And I'm talking about things and stuff. But the things he said to me, I was reminded that God said his words are forever settled in heaven. Now, listen to me. Not just Bible words. Not just scriptures. Reread and know that, hey, that's, that's unchanging. But listen to me. The words he speaks over you, the words he speaks to you, those words, the words he speaks about you, those two are forever settled in heaven. Unchanging, will not return void, but shall accomplish that which he sent it to do. Why? Because God is my friend and I'm his friend. Or we are sheep, no doubt, who hear the voice of the shepherd. But never forget, you are friends. He so desires to have that open communication with his friend. Will you be a friend today? When he wants that friendship, no longer do I call you servants, but friends. Talk to your friend today. Allow him to talk to you. That's all the time I have for today. Thank you for joining me on the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Come on, I'm asking you to do something. Support this podcast financially. We need to get into some more platforms. We want to better reach the world with the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can do so. Just go to twoguysinabible.com and press donate. That's tax deductible if that matters to you. And in doing so, you know what you're going to be doing? You're going to be helping to attempt the ridiculous and achieve the miraculous.